coffee yet it's 11 so <laughs> <laughs> no, all right let's just do this over <laughs> no i love it keep going <laughs> um, okay so we've got a few things to discuss yes or just what's the new thing huh really uh, the major thing yeah drake and push a t and i have a lot of feelings about this which i don't think <laughs> you do about. which is hilarious I actually made like a bullet list of all the things. That, oh my like, god! I I feel about it um, because I'm conflicted. Because do elaborate. Um. So you know I love a, a dorky Canadian, like I do. Um, <laughs> and but I just being being a New Yorker who's raised in the South and push a T is a New York born, you know, boy who was raised in Southern Virginia. I just don't understand what Drake was thinking because, um, you don't come for Southerners. Like, <laughs> so true. I, I don't like, he is wearing braids in 2018. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> he does not give a fuck. I think, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I want to know what your thoughts are first. I think I kind of agree with you, to be honest. I think, um, like, I like Drake because um, the whole Toronto thing, all that, it's just this, uh, Canadians have a lot, especially Torontonians have a lot of pride in the fact that he's put so much, like, 
um, pride in the city, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's that, but then, and so when Drake came back with Duppy or whatever, it was, it was, it was like, oh, cool. Look, this is, this is dope. Like he did a pretty good job. It wasn't no, it wasn't no back to back. It was, but it was a, it was a, it was a nice backhand, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, and then when Pusha T came back with, uh, uh, the latest, I can't remember what it's called, story of, uh, Adonin or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that track's just a massacre. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, man, I don't even know what to say. I can't even, and, you know, we'll see what Drake responds with, whatever, right? And, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Pusha T fan, and I think you are, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably just as much of a Drake fan, so this is really fun for me, because I don't, I don't pick sides. It's just, like, this is cool. Just, it's like a boxing match, you know? No, it's, it's, it's definitely fun. I mean, I'm, I'm torn because, um, on one hand, I think that Drake's, I, I love that Drake can, will hit back within a few hours. And I, I yeah. think there is something to be And it makes me about. think the track was probably planned over the last couple of days, right? Whose? Uh, Drake's. Like, he probably had Pusha T's album a couple of days early. Mm, yeah. Because, I mean, it leaked. Like, even, like, you know, hardcore music fans had it a day or two early, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that he, and also, like, I think that, that Duffy is, is clever. Duffy I is clever, like, and, it, and, it's, and it's, like, the, the sample that he uses and stuff, it's a good track. The thing is, the production value, cleverness are better than what than what Pusha T came up with. But Pusha T was savage. Um, he was savage, like, but also like the the beat that he rapped on is actually off of Jay Z's four four four, right? So it's uh, I can't remember. I, I don't know which. Ex- oh, it's uh, it's the um, story of uh, I can't remember what it's called. The main one, story of OJ. Okay. That's the story. That's, right. that's the yep. story of OJ beat that he's rapping on. So there's already this familiarity, right? Like I love that beat. It's one of my favorites. So, so when. But I just I also think it's a little funny that everyone gets on Drake about using writers, and and then he goes like then he goes and uses like someone else's beat. Like is that oh, normal? Oh, it's super normal. Yeah. Okay. Like that's just the thing in 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 like battle rap and stuff. Like you just, you know. It, when it comes to just rapping, when you're responding back and forth, it's cool to grab whatever beat. Now, okay. now Drake went. Drake went so far as to like actually make a single. The last time he uh, basically like, I remember when he when he jousted with Meek or basically destroyed him. You know, yeah. He he made a single out of it, and that was the big thing. He made this like club hit, which is what hadn't really been done before. Mm-hmm. And so this time, I guess it's not really a club hit though. The new one, it's more like just like a song you play a lot. You know. Right. But uh I think I think my problem and like I and I recognize that like this is not how rap works. Right. So like I will preface my argument um about about Pusha T's response being problematic with like <laughs> a big healthy dose of like I understand that nobody gives a fuck about problematic behavior in rap. Right. Um, it's the whole point. It's like punk rock. You're supposed to be like I right. don't care. I do think it was it was low. I mean, like oh, it was low. Yeah, I mean, it was just below the belt all the way. The MS thing. Then you have like the you know the name dropping of like women and children. Mm-hmm. That, like, and, and based on speculation, like that gets a little ugly but, for me. But the only Drake, yeah. Ask for it. That's it. That's all I was gonna say. I, like, I completely agree. But when he brought in uh, Push's fiance, 
Yes. That's when he but opened also, up the door to all that stuff. For sure. But also, like, it's not as if, from from my, like, understanding, it's not for certain that Drake actually has this, like, illegitimate child with a porn star, right? No, so, it's like, not 100%. If, but but there's, been, there's been rumblings for a while. For sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, is it is it probably true? Probably. But, like, if not, it's, like, real shitty to pull this random girl into like some rap beef like I'm totally totally um, but whatever whatever drake's talking about on his uh on his like duppy freestyle a lot of that is like hearsay too right i mean it's just his opinion and and it comes down right. to him just like messing with other people's money i mean he's the biggest rap star in the world right and and honestly i'm not sure why drake replied yeah i it doesn't make sense. And, and I think that's what Push is getting at. And that's what a lot of like the older rap heads are getting at. What they're saying is like, what, and this has been frustrating people for a while. Like Drake's great and everything, but there's this weird arrogance about him where he mm-hmm. doesn't, where he like, he used to respect the older guys. But when he became the guy, he just kind of started like disrespecting the older guys. You know, like the, 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 the pioneers, I guess, you know? Is it an insecurity thing? It seems like he just he gets rubbed. He like he works like he, like he goes and works with them. They rub him the wrong way, and then he's like, "Fuck you guys," mm. right? And right, and that's fine. But what everybody is saying, like, and he talks a lot of shit, right? He's talked a lot of shit, like subs and stuff, and in, in his um in his freestyles. But the thing is, what everybody's saying is, dude, you've got so many skeletons in your closet. Why would yeah. you do that? And I think that he's starting to feel bulletproof because just of like, you know, being surrounded by like, like he's paying for all this um, security and also just, he's got all these connections, whatever. And I'm sure you start to feel like the man, you know? Right. And I think what, what these other guys are saying is we live in the real world, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I 100%, like I'm 100% agreeing with that because mm-hmm. I, I have to laugh a little bit about, you know what very little i do know about about rap but like yeah. about like kind of these new no offense canadian rappers <laughs> it's true um, though it's a new wave but yeah no it's it's like a thing the and last like 10 years maybe yeah they definitely bring their own their own thing and like obviously like um people love it but it is a little funny to me like being i mean like i'm a white bitch so like <laughs> i don't know fucking anything about rap but like um like I feel like these, like, Canadian boys, like, they don't know what the American South is like. Like, they just have no idea. And, like, <laughs> sometimes I laugh a little bit when I hear, like, Drake talk about, like, his Tennessee family. I'm like, oh, sweetie. Right. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that's what it is. I think it just becomes this, like, like, false confidence and, like, you know, I don't want to say delusions of grandeur because he is the biggest, you know? But, right. but, there, but, you know, you do, you get isolated, you have all yes men around you and then you start to, and plus, you know, you're kind of untouchable, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you start to swing a little bit. What you don't realize is you have loved ones, you have people around you who make you vulnerable, you know, like your yeah. mom, your, you know, secret girlfriend, <laughs> so forth. But, um, and I think that's, what's bugging everybody. This guy's taking shots at everyone, ending people's careers, but like, dude you've got legit skeletons and now that's just the story right now with these tracks out right now and that's the context we right. have that might change like the next time he replies you know but yeah. but that's what makes it so fun and by the way don't get me wrong there's a part of me that really you know my conspiracy theorist um in me says that like this is just good music and ovo like coordinating one of the greatest summers ever 
you know? Right. Because think about it. These records, Daytona just dropped. Um, Scorpio's coming out. Nick Kanye's coming out. Like, uh, Scorpion's coming out. Kanye's coming out. Like, it's just, this is what we want as fans. We want the records to matter. Like, otherwise, I don't yeah. know if you would listen as much. Yeah, no, I think that, I think you're definitely on onto something there. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least they're enjoying all this. Like, they're at least feeding into each other's, like, disses and stuff because they know this is good for record sales, you know? And honestly, that would make me a little happier with the fact that, like, like if they were, like, collaborating on this, like... Right, thing, yeah. Then, then the stuff that, like, Pressure said that's problematic, like, it's... Yeah, I if it's untrue, it doesn't bit. matter, right? Right. Like, I had to laugh a little bit when he was, like, playing the respectability politics, like, thing in his response to Drake. Yeah, yeah. When, like, he fucking works for Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, like, on some serious bullshit with, like, his pro-Trump, black people need to try harder bullshit right now. So I won't disagree because it... we'll turn into a huge argument. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would make me feel better if like they actually were working together because like then I could hate that a little bit a little bit less. <laughs> I think I definitely think that uh if it's not like you know, if they're not collaborating, they're definitely feeding into each other. Because you know, like think about it. Um what's his name? Pusha went after forty, right? Yeah. Pretty viciously. <laughs> right? Yeah. But did you see what forty tweeted? Yeah, no, it, like he he responded really well. Yeah, to it. but it wasn't like you can't say it was classy or anything. It was just like he couldn't be phased. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And it, that makes me think like this is all like a little bit of winky winky, you know. Yeah, no, his response and also the fact that like it came out right before like World MS Day, like mm, yeah, yeah. And it, and it also um, it feels like maybe not so winky winky, but at least it all feels like at least I hope that it's all in good sportsmanship. I mean, I don't think you can. Uh, that would be a difficult argument to make. I think when you're dragging like kids and like unsuspecting, maybe not totally. so much unsuspecting. I do think, women, but don't like, you think that if like Drake and Meek look back at their battle now, they're probably like, it's probably some laughs to be had, you know? I'm. I mean, probably, especially like, I mean, laughs for Nikki. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, I, um, but I'm sure like if Drake and Meek hang out now, because there's some there's some talk of them maybe even doing a song together. You know, it's like. Yeah they probably look back and go, Jesus, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there's definitely a manufactured aspect. Like, like these kinds of things are good for everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. But also, like, did we really need to go that far? <sighs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not the right person. To, even right. though I have a lot of feelings about it, I'm just, like, not the right person. What's really <laughs> funny is that a lot of this reminds, is reminding, like, you know, old school hip-hop heads. It's reminding them of, uh, of like, the 90s, you know? When, when, when rappers yeah. would go at each other and literally try to, like, kill each other, you know? Right. And, and yeah, Drake, Drake I'm, I don't know if he knows how to handle that. I mean. I don't know. guy's talented. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back with something really hard and really nasty, you know? But, but, uh, but I think a lot of people are saying, I don't know if he, I don't know if he should. Like, it might be better to right. just do, like, a little subtle jab and keep it moving, you know? Yeah, like what can you really? No, because Pusha clearly has a lot more ammunition. He's waiting. Yeah, he wants him to respond. Yeah, he wants him to. He's got like records ready. He's got like all this other stuff that he. He even said there's stuff that he kept off this album because just in case there's more, you know, more smoke to be had. Oh God. So speaking of uh, Canadian musical artists, after I just tore them, tore into yeah, them. Yeah, wait, I feel a little bad. I feel like as Canadians, I should have stood up for them a little more because people are going to be like, hey, man, 
You just let her, like, walk all over us. But I mean, like, I'm sorry, but it, it is what it is. Well, I mean, I guess we'll just have to settle for the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. And, and on that note, <laughs> tell us uh, about your new music coming out. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> I was like, hey, Canadian artists suck. Let's talk about you. Yeah, (laughs) the suckiest of them all. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just released an EP. Um, Okay. No, I didn't release an EP. I've got an EP coming out on June uh, 6th. It'll be on all streamers. Okay. So you'll be able to stream it anywhere, anything, any any platform that you use. Uh, June 1st, Mm -hmm. I'm putting out a a deluxe limited edition on my own website that you can buy with all and anything you spend there goes directly into my pocket to help support our podcast, our music, our art and everything. Um, and that one has two extra tracks on it, which is really I haven't good. Listened to now, any of these. No, cause I haven't, I haven't really been sharing to be honest. And the reason I have it is cause I have this new, like this new, it's not new. I've always kind of known, but I'm really become militant about it now. It's like when it comes to creativity, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like talking about anything that I'm super passionate about. And, I'm, and I know that I really want to do. Because the minute, okay. the minute I talk about it, the minute I start talking about it and I get a response, even if it's positive or negative, whatever that energy is that like bubbled up that waiting to show everybody, it goes away. Mm. Always. doesn't matter what it is. And sometimes you can take certain things and just be like, like if you're not super sure if you're going to work on this and it's not quite there yet, then you can get some opinions and help you, it might like help you move things forward, right? But right. when I'm sure about something and I know I'm obsessive and I'm not, I'm like a little scared about it and stuff, I don't tell anybody because I'd rather finish it, put it out and have people give me opinions and the next one will be better. Right. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So I just put out the first single from that EP on SoundCloud. Um, like yesterday, right? Yesterday. Yeah. I just posted it yeah. and was getting a bunch of love, which was really nice. And, um, and this way people can preview it. And on June 1st, it'll be on your phone with three extra tracks that all of which I sing on, which is scary as hell, but the response is Wait, really... what? Yeah, I sing on every track. Oh my god. How like I feel like that's something I should have I should have known. Yeah, know? no, I just decided not to say anything because I figured wow. I figured you and I are the closest. So if I say anything to you about it, any hint of like, hmm, like you should do this or you should do that is gonna like spin me off in the wrong direction or make me reconsider or something, you know, cause it's so, I've never done anything like this before. Right. So I, I only kind of got opinions Fair. of people that weren't super close. And also actually I didn't really get a lot of opinions. I, I, I've also realized I work a lot better when I just finish things because, yeah. because think about it, even if you get opinions or not, everything ends up being a little flawed, right? Right. Like even the greatest thing that you've made ends up with some flaws that you look back and go, Oh my God, I could have made that different. So then why not just believe in yourself and do your own thing, put it out, and it's in your voice. And if it's got a few flaws, it's got a few flaws. And the next time you'll make it better, you know? Though, speaking of, I don't think this has any flaws, and it's the most amazing thing. I mean, that's what you're supposed to say when you release something. Yeah, can you tell I'm, like, not very good at the self-promotion? Yeah, you're like, this is okay, and it might be a little flawed, but, uh, yeah, you should, like, maybe listen to it if you feel like it. Well, I just meant why I haven't shown you, but as far as, like, I wouldn't put anything out if I didn't love it. Wow. I need to to listen to it, then. I need to... That's actually the real test of it. Like, why haven't you listened to it? I mean, because you love Twitter, and I hate Twitter. (laughs) It's true. I use Twitter to follow like Ukrainian politics. People people it. tag us both in posts to like have conversations, and I know you're not going to reply because you don't check your Twitter. 
And sometimes yes. I want to just leave like a post online saying, hey, guys, like Sarah doesn't check her Twitter. She's not being like she a bitch. <laughs> an anti- well, I mean, she is because like you think that like if, if you have a podcast, you want to like engage with people. Um, <laughs> but like it gives me anxiety right now, um, Twitter. Yeah, I guess and- I should. I, what I really wanted to post is that you're like an uber anxious, shy person, even though it doesn't seem like it. But every once in a while, I will go like the other day I mm-hmm. went through and because I just like check Twitter through my my Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I'll like mindlessly scroll it. Um, I did, I did download it yesterday just because like this, this whole beef was like hilarious to me. And I like stayed up until 2am, like looking at all the memes, yeah, I can but, tell you uh, but I, I will go through, uh, my mentions like twice a week and like respond to shit. And people like, I literally m- messaged you that like four days ago. I don't give a fuck. Like, why yeah. are you responding now? <laughs> Um, I'm like, hey, let's let's continue this conversation, and you're all like, no. So, um, so yeah, I will I will try to be. Well, I mean, better. I mean, just to be fair, I've, this is like a very soft release. Like, I'm just putting it out to like you know followers and friends and stuff because I'm testing the waters and I'm figuring mm-hmm. out how the distribution thing works. You know, right. like which streaming service like one thing i've really been learning already is that spotify is like the most popular of all of them mm. like it's like a 70 percent spotify and like 20 percent apple music and then like whatever the other ones are like, i wasn't i wasn't really expecting that no i would think that apple music would be the biggest one but... no it was it's like it's it ranges anywhere from 20 to like 35 and then the rest of the pie is basically spotify interesting yeah and i don't have spotify so like i'm learning you know Okay, yeah. But yeah, and like really what this is is a warm-up for the next one because the next one I'm going to take super seriously and kind of like uh, have like a whole like rollout system. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but what's really cool is putting this thing out. Like I'm, 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 I'm really happy. Like, to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever been this happy with something that I've done. Aww. And I, what I mean by that is because a lot of it has to do with like nobody's involved. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> – no, no, think about it. It's, it's purely like whatever – my creative impulse was there's no filters there's nobody else telling me what to do it's like it's exactly what i wanted i love that your version of like good art is you're like yeah like i made this thing and i didn't have to talk to anybody interact with them get their opinions listen to anything that they would have to say about it every artist listening right now is jealous but um but no it's not because art is a completely anti-social activity That's not what I meant, though. I said, that's, this is the one I'm happiest with. That doesn't mean yeah. it's the best. I mean, that's what, that's what other people decide, right? You know what, though? Like, there is something to be said for, like, knowing what works for you. Like, for me, I'm not inspired by other poets. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I don't love people's poetry, but when I'm writing, I can't really read it. it like, my brain doesn't... I'll start to I get it, yeah. Um. So I just like consume all of my inspiration in like other formats, mm-hmm. and I know that that's what works for me. And I, I've taught myself to not feel badly. If no, I'm exactly. Not yeah. With other artists of my like of my medium, mm-hmm. um, while while I'm writing, and that's okay. Um, so it's I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but uh, <laughs> then you figured out like what works for you. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta listen to yourself. Like I've known for a long time that like whenever I really kind of trust my instincts. Um, I move faster. I'm more creative, and the the the, the final thing is is uh, is more fresh and kind of unique, you know. But whenever I work with people, the the questioning of methods and like you know or instincts makes you overthink everything, 
And you still come up with something really cool, but what happens is you really ha- like your team really has to be on board with you, you know, and that's hard to do. So when it comes to music, you don't have to deal with anybody, like meaning like you're not, you're not, you don't have to please anybody else. You're just pleasing yourself, like your inner child, essentially, right? Well, I'm curious. I wonder if there's if there's something to the fact that like your director, mm-hmm. like in in your you know yeah yeah, job, yeah yeah and like you have to collaborate with like literally so hundreds this is like an outlet people. or something. Yeah, so like when you do this other thing, it's like I don't want to have to interact with literally. Anybody. The truth is, I've always craved that though. Like, like from I was always jealous of like you know people that could pick up an acoustic guitar and just sing because, like, they could just express themselves and then people could either like it or not like it. You know, right. whereas a filmmaker, there's so many things you have to consider before you even get to that point, and then you don't know. You might have spent a year on it, and you don't know. You know. Yeah, and whereas there's more of like an instant, an instant gratification, mm-hmm. and like an instant understanding of what works and what doesn't. Okay, for example, look if you look at my filmography, right? Like you've mm-hmm. seen all of them. Um, the ones where I was least interfered with, like there was nobody else that really was like, uh, especially getting into the, like the scripting part of it, mm-hmm. is White Red Panic, and mm-hmm. this place I heard to be. That's I was thinking of this place I heard to be because like it's so beautiful and, those- and it's. Yeah. And those are the two probably most popular ones, right? Mm-hmm. And, th- and those, are, those are the ones where there was no filter. Like, like, I found I'm really hard on myself. Like, I don't need somebody else to be critical. Right. But, but those are the ones where, like, Judd, like, Judd, who was producing the film for me in, in, in the desert, he, we were doing another thing, too. So this was just, like, a side thing that we were doing because we had extra mm-hmm. time. So he just got out of my way. He was just like, listen, I trust you. Do your thing. And we did because we only had, like, a day or two, right? And didn't you write that script in like 30 minutes? Yeah, I wrote it in like 30 minutes and we shot it to like the next, like two or three days later. Like mm-hmm. we had to get everybody together and go out to the desert and shoot. And so everybody left me alone and we shot it and it came out really dope and it came out like how I wanted. To this day, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's exactly how I want it, you know? Yeah. And White Red Panic too. But then when I look at some of the other ones where I was involved with people, even though they're dope, it's like the, 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 the vision or whatever it is that I'm going for got a little diluted. Yeah, I, but I, I would imagine that like all film works like that. It does, but I think you should made me realize something that I've always tried to approach film like an artist and not like an entertainer. Mm, so, yeah. so I'm looking at it like, how do I express myself, you know, in a way right. that other people relate to? Whereas I think filmmaking traditionally has always been much more about like, how you know, how do you entertain and express at the same time? And there's this whole machine and all these people that are involved. Right, it's more of a dialogue between like the, yeah. the director and and the audience. Exactly, and that's that's because it's so expensive. And now right. that it's getting cheaper, I think you're going to see more and more young people like attempting personal things and, and cinema becoming like maybe a legitimate art form again, even if it's just through short films and stuff. But it's because it's yeah. accessible and, and, and they don't have to deal with like, what is it like economic pressures, I guess, you know? Right. Pleasing like the people who are funding your project. Yeah, who really don't know anything. But yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. Anyway, long winded answer to say, I fucking love my EP. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm gonna listen to it immediately after we hang up, and then I'm going to give you. I should just like live tweet my res- my responses as I'm listening. Yeah, like especially if it's negative. Like yes. if you really I mean, hate it, you gotta be like, "Oh, guys, this is so awkward." First track, like, just what is this? Second track, oh my god, he's still singing. 
I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> this, this sounds like when you get a fork stuck in the garbage. I will all. retweet every single one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. I'll, I'll Be- before we go, do you have any uh, recommendations? Anything that you've been watching or reading? or I hadn't really thought of it either. Um, put, you, put you on the spot, but we always do them, right? Like, No, because like I'm... I'm like in this this like sunken place of um, <laughs> like I'm currently applying like in the process of like getting into this this uh, program mm-hmm. for this like yeah, university. Yeah. So I've been you've, you've been you've been busy and stressed, yeah. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of like history books. Like That's nobody cool. like nobody wants to like read that. Um, oh, you know what you could recommend? What that podcast that you you told me about? Like you could just like just like set it up because i think everybody would dig that yeah oh death and i sally yeah okay so um i will preface this by saying that i have a um a weird habit of like when i have downtime mm-hmm. um i sometimes go through the interpol website of missing persons or wanted person just to like <laughs> look at the, the interesting here's what's funny here, here, here's what's funny i can confirm that <laughs> <laughs> This is not made like up for the I podcast. You, like when I text you photos and I'm just like, look at this weird story of like this. Do you think like this person is that person that was missing in this particular article in 1979? I'm like, uh. Yeah. So <laughs> I came across Death and I Sally. Um, it's a collaborative podcast between the BBC right. and the NRK. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really well produced. It's yes. Yeah. And they have. Um, someone like doing the music for it and mm-hmm. like the music is what makes it it is it's, it really is it's beautifully produced um and basically it's the story of this woman who was found her body was found mm-hmm. by two young girls who are hiking in the middle of nowhere in um the 70s in norway in norway and they basically the body was burnt um, was burned but she had not been she didn't die from burning and there was this whole kind of setup around her corpse of various items like personal belongings and stuff that had been laid out kind pill of bottles and all of the items had had their labels removed mm-hmm. and there was no way to identify her and then it's this whole process of like um the people in the community and like basically all of Norway and then all of Europe trying to figure out like, who is this woman? This has got like a bunch of different identities. Yeah. Interviewed like ex KGB. Like and they spies. found like she had like wigs and passports. Yes. And they're like, okay, was she a spy? Was she a courier? Yeah. Like, I say, I say stop there because it's so like, it's so mysterious that you don't want to spoil it. No, I didn't. That's all and, I was um, figure out. What do I say? What do I not say? You know, you know, you know what? You know what it really feels like to me when 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 I was listening to it, it feels almost like an audio version, but like true crime version of like I don't know, a uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh shit, this yeah. stuff is real. <laughs> but like a real, a real. Thing. Yeah. You know, like I love anything, um, like, you know, Cold War related. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's got Cold vibes. War is also <laughs> a film I really want to see. Is that a movie? But that's another thing. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk uh, about that later. By the love of my life. <laughs> um, but it's not out yet. Anyway, so yeah. You could, you oh, is that that Pavel guy or whatever? 
that pop okay where i'm gonna hang up on you, now. <laughs> you um, said love of your life so <laughs> <laughs> um um uh so yeah, yeah so you should that's awesome um, mm-hmm. i have listened to it like can... I'm, I'm i'm hooked on it right now that's why i told you to recommend it because you got me yeah. into it like i was just blown away not only should you listen to it you should join the facebook group that i am in and i i like post my conspiracy theories in there a lot it's like very lame um also like you know go through the interpol website and like send me links and i will totally appreciate that this is um, this is so real um <laughs> just came out because you what can you hear me yeah my headphones just came out that. because we're so professional yeah um, extremely professional so here. pro Yes, great setup. But I will actually be in in Toronto in a like two weeks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we'll be able to like record and sound way more in person. Yeah, exactly. In person. All right, so I guess I'll do my recommendation really quickly. Mine's short. Um, I'll just say go check out the Pusha T Daytona album produced by Kanye. I know everybody's on this anti Kanye wave, but as far as like beats go, I don't know if anybody's better. And it's seven songs, and it just like it goes down so smooth. Like I love the seven song structure, especially in, in, to, in this time when we all have such like bad attention spans, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sit through like a 13 song album. Even now I, I usually listen to it in parts, you know, but I've right. listened to the Daytona album. Like, tw- like just, it'll just play twice in a row because it's so good. There's no filler, you know? And, um, but yeah, great album, especially with everything that's going on with Drake right now. You guys should check it out. It's Perfect. streaming I'll, everywhere. I'll cue it up. All right, so I guess we'll be back soon. All right. All right, love you guys. Bye.
Gotta let it go It don't matter, it don't matter at all 